Real quick, before we get started, my team and I take a lot of time putting these together. So if you could take a moment to leave a rating and a review, that would mean the absolute world to me. Now, let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Stock Market Millionaire podcast brought to you by WealthBuildersHQ.com, where we talk about practical trading strategies, developing your proper trading mindset, and many of the failures and lessons we've learned along the way, all to help you become a better trader. Now, here's your host, Robert Roy. Welcome to the Stock Market Millionaire podcast, episode number 35, Master Options Pricing by Using the Options Chain Correctly. If you want to master options trading strategies, you must master the option chain, right? The option chain itself is a treasure trove of information about the option on that particular stock for that particular period, that expiration date. Right now, options trading for beginners is very doable after you have a good understanding of the numbers. And we're going to break those numbers down in just a few minutes. We're going to look at what that option chain entails and how important those fields on that option chain are and exactly what they mean for you. But if you don't understand the numbers, you're taking a calculus test and you have absolutely no idea what calculus is, right? Or math test or it doesn't matter you've got to take have the basic understanding of what you're looking at on that chart for you to even have a shot at being successful once you master the option chain put and call option strategies fall into place much easier see once you can grasp what the numbers mean what you're supposed to be looking for and the yay or nay of should i do this one or not then yes you have got it down pat that you've got the best opportunity to be successful, but not until you understand the numbers. So with that, let's go ahead and look at the option chain and go through each column I use and why I do that. Now, you'll understand from the conversation we're having here on the podcast exactly what we're looking for. But if you want to see exactly what I am looking at, the actual option chain that I'm talking through, I'll leave a note or a link rather in the show notes below that you can click on and it'll take you right over to the video that will have all of the details in it, exactly what we're doing here, except you'll see the video of it as well. All right, so as I said, let's look now into the option chain. So what we're looking at, this is TradeStation. You could look at this on TOS, Fidelity, Yahoo. It doesn't matter. There are plenty of option chains out there. You choose the one that you are comfortable with. Right. And when we look at it, there's a couple of different expirations. And that's where it says here the first line in August and September, September, September. These are weekly options. And you can see here it says weekly. And then this one says quarterly. The ones that don't have anything are all monthly expirations. OK, so when we look at this, I'm going to open up not the one that expires. This is a Thursday when I'm doing the video right now. We're doing this shoot, this podcast. So I want to open up and look at the one that says September 2nd, and we're just going to open that up. And by opening that up, it gives us all the data inside of there for every single what is called strike price. That's the agreed upon price for you to buy or sell the option at is the strike. The expiration is the date that you are obligated or have the rights until. In this case, uh, we've got eight days until our expiration based on the option that we chose. So the very first thing, if we look at this in order from left to right, it, on TradeStation, the way I have mine set up, it's got POS, which is position. In other words, if I had an open position right now, it would show it there. I don't have an open position on Apple at this point, so no Apple is showing up as far as the options go. 
that's not the first column. Symbol, you could widen this out and get a better view of what it is, but that's the symbology that TradeStation has created, has put together on what an option symbol looks like. Every broker has the ability to create their own option symbol. It's not what they're placing with the market maker. That's a whole different number that they use or symbol they use. This is the symbology that they're using for their symbols, right, for that options. Volume tells us how many contracts traded today on, on that particular strike price and expiration. So if you had a $100 expir, uh, strike price, so if you had a $100 strike price that expired eight days from now, how many contracts traded today? When you look at that volume number, you have to understand something. If you bought one contract this morning when the market opened at 9.30 and you sold it at 10 o'clock, that's two contracts traded. The volume was two. It's a transaction. It's not a buy or, or a sell. It's buys and sells. Every transaction is a volume, right? But volume is separate from what we'll see in just a moment, which is called open interest. Volume is just today, right? That's today's trades. Implied volatility is the next column. So we're looking here at Apple. Apple will always have a fairly low implied volatility, mid-30s, mid-20s, you know, high-20s, mid-30s, somewhere around there for Apple. You may step into another company, and that company has a lot of news around it. I don't know, like uh, GameStop or AMC, right, or BlackBerry, or Bed Bath & Beyond, some of the Reddit stocks that are out there, they're going to have a much higher implied volatility uh, that you're dealing with, right? It, it all depends what strategy you're looking to use to determine do you want a high, an intermediate, or a low implied volatility. From there, we look at Theta. Theta, here's how you remember this. Theta is one of the option Greeks. Theta starts with T, the letter T. T stands for time. Theta is the time value deterioration in an options price. So we're looking at theta to help us understand how much the option deteriorates every single day. And as you go to different strike prices and different expirations, you will see that that time deterioration changes dr dramatically. Next is the theoretical value. Theoretical value tells us what? It says if you have an option that's trading at $12, theoretically, if it says it should be trading at 12, then it's fairly valued. Well, what if the option's trading for 12 and the theoretical value is seven? Well, that means you are way overvalued on that option. The market maker's charging 12, but theoretically, it's only worth seven, right? You may choose not to buy that option there or, or, or you may do a selling strategy that allows you to sell that overvalued option. Right? Maybe you're doing a naked put versus buying a call. Next, we have open interest. Now, I keep open interest and volume away from each other purposely on my option chain. Remember, I'm going left to right. Open interest says how many contracts are open in somebody's hands right now as of yesterday's close. In other words... You have 100 volume and an open interest of 2,000. That 2,000 was as of yesterday's close. The 100 is today. So, Rob, can I assume then if I took the 2,000 open interest, can I just add 100 to it and say now we have 2,100? No. How many of the volume were closing positions? 
Volume is transaction-based, not open or close. It's transaction. Okay? The only way open interest works is they're actually open. So if you had 50, uh, 100 contracts of volume today, if 50 were buys and 50 were sells, tomorrow the open interest will be the exact same number. Nothing is going to change. Then we come into Delta. Delta helps us understand, based on a range we look for, 65 to 85, based on that range, we're looking at an option and it says, okay, if the stock moves a dollar and the option has a delta of 65, my option will move about 65 cents. If I have a delta of 85, my option will move about 85 cents for every $1 that the stock moves. And I'm going to give you some rules for all of these in just a few moments here. And then it shows the mid price, the bid and the ask. Well, let me kind of break that down a little differently than just left to right. The bid says how much the market maker is willing to charge you. Let me do it differently. When you look at bid and ask, there are two prices. If the bid is $5 and the ask is $5.50, if you had a choice, would you rather buy the stock at 5 or would you rather buy it at $5.50? Uh, Rob, I think that's pretty easy. I'll take it at 5 Good. So if it's 5 by 5 50 bid by ask, and you were selling it, would you rather sell it for the 5 or sell it for the 550. Oh, well, Rob, if I have my choice, I'll sell it for the 550. Great. So here's what I want you to actually do. I want you to look at those numbers and say, which one do I want, the 5 or the 550? And whatever your answer is, you can't have it. It's the opposite. If you want the 5, you're going to pay 550. If you want to get the 550, you're going to sell it for 5. Now, you can negotiate the bid-ask spread, and we do that normally by looking at what's called the mid-price. So the distance between the bid and the ask. So 5 by 5.50, that's 50 cents. That's the difference. Well, half of that is the midpoint. That's the negotiation point. So instead of me putting in the option at the full price, I'm going to try to negotiate with the market maker through the broker to pay a lower price on the option. So when we look at this option chain now, I look, Apple is trading at 168 and three quarter ish right now. That's uh, the price on the option chain. So if I look in my delta column, first place I go, I want to find a 65 to 85 delta. I have a 72 and an 82 delta in here. I want to make sure that both of those options, or at least one of them, has an open interest of 100. They both have thousands of open interest. I want to make sure, theoretically, the option is not overvalued. Right, so if I look at the delta of 72, which is the 165 call option, uh, it's trading at 505 by 510. Theoretically, it should be trading at 593. Well, wait a second, Rob, that doesn't sound right. It should be trading about six bucks and it's trading at five. Yes, well, that makes it undervalued. Yes, that makes it Apple. <laughs> okay, Apple is not normally overvalued in their options prices. Now, a lower VIX, a volatility index, can help with that as well. But we see that this is a fairly, better than fairly priced option. So if my strategy is there, I like the, the option based on the price I pay. I've got 5,000 open interest. I have a good number in, in theoretical value. Then, boom, I can go ahead and look at taking that option trade. So what do I need for the trade setup? If I am day trading, swing trading, doesn't matter. Investing is the different scenario. I'm looking for a 65 to 85 delta. I'm looking for open interest of greater than 100. I'm looking for fair valued, an option to be fairly valued. 
as long as I have those three pieces of the puzzle and the chart tells me it's time, then I'm okay to take that trade. So there you have it. As you look at your options chain, make sure that you keep all of these numbers in mind. Is there a place for theta? Yes, as a selling position, theta is critical, right? Critical. I want you to make sure that you keep all of this in mind as you go through and look at the option chain, right? Because they are critical numbers to your success as a trader. So with that, make it a profitable day. Stay focused on the quest to becoming a great trader. Keep crushing it. And remember, remember, you're just one trade away. Take care, folks. I'll see you in the next update. Thanks for listening to the Stock Market Millionaire podcast. In case you didn't know, we host free live trainings every single week. You can find those and more by visiting tradinglikeaboss.com. Check it out and we'll see you at the next one.